Rule number two for hiring. I love hiring, and I want to share in a short series here a handful of our, I don't know, just hard-learned lessons from hiring because I don't want you to, ideally, you can avoid some of the mistakes I made. So rule number two is have one application question that quickly screens for the exact skill match that you're looking for. So every role you ever hire will have a skill that you want that person to do. And I want one question that's like extremely well calibrated that pulls out from every applicant whether they uh, have a high chance of having a really good skill match or not. So here's an example. We just launched a job ad for an ad buyer. And here's the question I used for them. How many sales calls have you been in charge of filling for the phone sales team each week? And what was your target cost for booking? Okay, so here's why I chose that question. This role ultimately uh, owns putting calls on calendars for salespeople, and they own the volume of those, how many they put on each week, and what it costs to put them on because they're buying ads for the call, so they call something. So how many have you put on, and how much do they cost? And I'll find, I had a high confidence that if I asked the question that way, I would be able to find out from even how they share their numbers, how they think, how they act, and what they've done. Because I want someone who's put at least 100 to 150 calls on calendars, and I want someone who's at least done that for $150 or cheaper on scale. So you've had 150 a week, 100, 100 bucks each, great, let's talk. Uh, we can at least take the next step. But if you're like, yeah, book 20 calls a week and they cost $500, it's like, okay, we're just worlds apart. So there's three things I'm looking for in my answer to my skill match question. Number one, in, in this particular instance, what was the cost per booking? Number two, what was the volume per booking? And three, how are you communicating it? Is it believable? Are you sharing some context? Did you use ChatGPT to write it? So here's a good answer and a bad answer. I've actually been taking applications for this role for a few days. So here's a good answer to the question. Remember, the question is, how many sales calls have you been in charge of filling for the phone sales team each week? And what was your target cost per booking? And I, I put it at the end in, in uh, parentheses, share details. So this person answered, this is a really good answer. The target calls were set at 100 each week. Great. So you've booked some volume and at a cost per book call of not exceeding $120. Fantastic. For example, like just FYI, our internal goal is $130 a call. So he's... Uh, really good volume at a really good cost. We have a 15% MQL rate pre-new funnel, and we're getting MQLs for $550 to $570. I don't really know what he means by all that, but that's good. More data. And then he's had one more sentence. After implementation of the new funnel, we saw the MQL rate rise at 30%, and we're getting MQLs for below $300. Fantastic. Other details. So you can tell this person, just on the way they wrote, they know what they're talking about. I'm definitely going to talk to this person. Here's a bad answer to the question. Remember, the question is, how many sales calls have you been in charge of filling for the phone sales team each week? And what was your target calls per booking? This person said, I have been in several team calls, individual calls for high ticket sales, whether it was wine or diamonds, almost worked with, and they put a company name. I don't even know what he's saying. Like, what are you talking? There's no number there. I have no idea what you're talking about. Immediate disqualification. So one of the harder things in hiring, especially when you have our rule number one, which is 100 applicants, is quickly screening them. So to do that, I don't look at cover letters. I don't look at resumes. I don't look at the answers to any question. The first thing I do when I click on an applicant is go to that question, go to my skill match question to see, do they pass that? Because ultimately I'm looking for two primary things in the hiring process. I'm looking for someone who has who can do the job. They have the skill set match. They can do it. And the second thing is they're a good culture match. And I only know that via a lot of conversations with the person. I will not get that off an application. So I'm going to look for the skill set match in the application and all the phone calls are going to verify that and then check for culture match. So use a skill match question in your application to quickly screen applicants. Then you'll want more applicants so you can find the, the diamonds in the rough. Most coaches and consultants who have a resource that they give away online aren't leveraging their thank you page. 
also referred to as a confirmation page, the way they should. Your thank you page is actually an opportunity to generate additional traffic to your website if you do the right things to make it go viral. This month only, I'm giving away my viral thank you page playbook, which includes everything you need to make your thank you page become a viral traffic source to your website, resulting in a lot more leads for you. You can grab it for free this month only at growthtools.com forward slash free. Again, that's growthtools.com forward slash free.